Welcome to Ono, Ross, and Carrie, the show where we don't just talk about fringe science, spirituality, and claims of the paranormal, but show up ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Carrie Poppy. And I'm Ross Blotcher. And in this episode, we will exorcise caution. Oh, I get it. Oh, boy. I could use some exercise. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah, we witnessed an exorcism. We, oh, boy, I think we, we went beyond witnessing it, Ross. Well, you witnessed an exorcism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I you witnessed mine. That's right. But but we'll get there. First of all, what the hell is an exorcism, Ross? What is an exorcism? Well, that is the I guess forcible removal of a demon. A is it always a demon, or can it be just sort of like an evil force? I guess it's always. A I demon. think it's a demon, like yeah. a thing that has its own ideas and personality and mm-hmm. long history, apparently, mm-hmm. and it is removed from you by prayer, by the power of Christ. Right, and Jesus is said to have removed demons, to have cast out demons, oh, yeah. and taught his followers to do so. Really, that was like one of the most common things he did mm-hmm. in his ministry. Send them into poor pigs. <laughs> right, a yeah. herd of pigs, yes, yeah, and them running into the lake. So mean. Uh, but yeah, these uh, demons maybe go away for a time, but apparently they come back and they have like particular names like the one that was cast into the pigs was named legion i've actually been a part of an exorcism before ross to back up right yeah when i was 13 i think but maybe 14 a friend of mine appeared to be possessed and i was a now explain appeared well i was actually on the phone with him Mm -hmm. and his voice suddenly took on this like low gravelly tone and then he started saying like ryan can't hear you now and he wasn't doing and... like a spongebob impersonation no. <laughs> but he was a 14 year old boy so his voice was a little up here even while being down here you know what i'm oh, saying but ryan can't hear you now. that's creepier totally and then seemed to know things that ryan shouldn't know about what i had done that day and stuff and they could have been totally reasonable guesses mm. on ryan's part but at the time you're freaked out and sure everything and... not speaking latin or anything but still no no tongues no tongues okay so um, what did you do Carrie? Well, um, I was a Bible-leaving Christian at the time. I knew that Jesus said that if you were a follower of his, then you could cast out demons. So Mm -hmm. I was like, what do I have that his original followers don't have? Well, yeah. Or vice versa. Um, And so I, um, yeah, I just started telling that thing to get out of Ryan and had at it for maybe uh, 45 minutes or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And it was really scary. Stubborn. And it's it's still one of my most frightening memories, even though I've, you know, sort of redefined it. But it's still scary to bring up because I just remember the fear of that incident. I mean, if you genuinely believe that demons exist and you're confronted with them, that's about as scary as it gets. Yeah. I told this thing to get out of him and kept yelling at it. And then every once in a while, Ryan's voice would break through. So he'd be like, he asked for someone to come be with him. We got here first. Whoa. I remember that. Creepy. Yeah. Creepy. And then all of a sudden, then he'd be like, Carrie, Carrie, I'm so cold. And anyway, it was. Holy a, crap. Yeah. Totally terrifying experience. And do you still I talk got, to this person? Like, I do. Yeah. So how does he remember this? Well, first, let me say I, I got so scared. I like threw the phone down at one point and got disconnected mm-hmm. and then called back and it rang and rang and rang. So I was really scared. And the next morning I called and asked him if he remembered. And he said, yeah, I remember something was here. Oh, always man. Yeah, now years later, I have talked to Ryan about it. All he said is, you know, and I totally believe him that he wouldn't lie about this. He said, 
you know, I would tell you if I was just a 14-year-old kid making that up. You know, right. I know that you would forgive me of that. That's not what happened. I don't know what happened there. I'm sure the explanation is psychological and not theological, mm-hmm. but I didn't make it up. Okay. So. <laughs> Amazing. So, well, I mean, that says a lot psychologically about how someone can fall into that kind of role or sure. maybe about demons. Yeah, right. Hard to say. <laughs> I remember growing up, I heard all kinds of stories people would tell uh, about demons being cast out and even physically moving doors as they left a room and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being blown away by these stories and, and taking them as fact. But uh, I never witnessed anything myself growing up. Okay. Yeah, you know, and at the time I contacted my youth pastor and I remember even my youth pastor was like, well, were you guys on drugs? Whoa, you know, interesting. <laughs> yeah, like he didn't quite. Even he wasn't jumping on that bandwagon. Right. And then he did say, okay, well, it sounds like you handled it the exact way you're supposed to handle it, which is to, you know, remind the spirit that Jesus had a hold on your friend and mm-hmm. you, he belonged to Jesus and not to the demon. So anyway, that was my first exorcism. Yeah. Amazing. That you performed. Yeah, well, tried. I didn't get that thing out of there. Right. Sorry, Ryan. (laughs) You're listening. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We really are. We really are. So We wanted to see an exorcism. We wanted to see an exorcism. We'd seen The Exorcist. You know, I never saw it when I was young. I only saw it like a few years ago for the first time. Oh, really? Didn't really upset me or anything. Sure. If I had seen it when I was young, when I believed that kind of stuff might be possible, Mm -hmm. that would have freaked me out. Those were always the movies that scared me the most as a kid, or like mm-hmm. the demon movies, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Right? So, so, how did we get involved in an exorcism? We looked up America's favorite exorcist. Is he America's favorite? He's my favorite. <laughs> I think so, because he's like our only one. He's like, I think, the name in exorcism. He and, really is. And his name is Bob, Bob Larson. Larson. And that's Bob Larson. Let's call him Bobo. Bobo? No, it's not. Why? Because I know a Christian man named Dr. Bobo that I think of when I hear Bobo. Well. Dr. Truett Bobo. Are you that dumb? Are you going to get confused? Are you going to start talking about the other guy? I don't want to call him Bobo. I'm going to call him Bobo. You call call him him whatever you want, but I'm going to call him Bobo. I'm going to call him Bob Larson. Okay. He's my boyfriend, Bobo. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, we found out he was going to be in town. Yes, we did. We said to ourselves, we said to ourselves, Ross and Carrie, we have the internet. I bet we can find out if he's going to be here. And then we used the internet and we looked and he was going to be here. He has a website. He has a website. And it had his upcoming appearances. And the website was very deceiving, right? Mm, Yes, that's right. right. Because first it said that he was going to be here on one day and that it was going to be like a class on how to learn exorcisms, I think. Yeah, which we were all excited about. Yeah, we were. And then I called and I was like, hey, it's Carey, and we want to become exorcists. Mm -hmm. And how much is that? And exactly where is it? Because your website's a little vague. And then they were like, oh, just kidding. We're not going to do that because it's been canceled or something. We were like, F you. And they're, F like, you. they're like, oh, but it's here now. Yeah. On this day. Yeah. And now go we're going to be in Pasadena. And we were like, we know Pasadena. That's near us. Yeah. And then they gave us an address. And, an <laughs> and then we date. tried to get to that address. Remember? <laughs> right. Oh, boy. So, yeah, they told us it was at the Hilton Hotel. But then they gave us this address and we show up there and that's not where the Hilton mm-hmm. Hotel is. Mm-hmm. So we're like, it's a like few an bo- ice cream store or something. Yeah. And then there was like another place. So we go walking in there and they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. Extras- mm-hmm. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're Which like, is not an easy conversation to get out of. <laughs> oh, no, we just wanted to see the exorcism. We got to go by. We'll go. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. So then we like finally look up a map and find out, oh, it's like two blocks that away. Right. And so we eventually get in there. We find it. Yeah. 
And so, and and it was in one of those, it's exactly what you'd expect. It's in one of those conference rooms that's rented out in a hotel. And and this was called Spiritual Encounters with Bob Larson. Right. So there are a few little euphemisms for his exorcisms. There's a spiritual encounter, and then he also calls them deliverances. Oh, uh uh-huh. Right. But he also calls them exorcisms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Oh, for sure. Happy to say that word. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was really eager to greet us. We were Mm -hmm. met by this JJ, and he was a good old boy. I think he's mm-hmm. from the South, mm-hmm. something like that. Turns out he's one of the guys who holds you later if you have a demon. Mm-hmm. He's a holder. <laughs> and uh, and then we were greeted by Bob Larson himself, mm-hmm. uh, who wanted to know, like, hey, how did you find us? And how did you learn about this? And, and how did you find me? And how was he dressed? And, uh, okay, right. So this is a good point. We often think of Catholics Mm -hmm. in conjunction with exorcisms, Mm -hmm. you know, like in the film. Mm, I know, I do. And so when you think of somebody who's an exorcist, you picture them wearing the black jacket, the black shirt, and the white clerical collar. Right, that one little piece of white. That's exactly what... Tell me about that, Ross. Why Why do priests have that one little piece of white? You know, I, I don't come from the Catholic tradition. I don't know if I could tell you exactly what the symbolism of that is. It's as if they want their neck to be bucktoothed. I don't think that's it. I think that's it. I don't think that's a real reason, but... Beaver know, neck. Someone's going to tell us. Beaver neck. That's what I'm going to call priests from now on. Bobo the beaver neck. And that's just, what I'm going to call Bob Larson, Bobo the beaver neck. And just, uh, <laughs> and just like, you know, mm-hmm. like stick out your teeth next time you see one of them. Yeah. Exactly. That's also a quick way to get an exorcism for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that's usually how you picture them. But uh, our friend Bob Larson, he he is not a Catholic. And Mm -hmm. he made it very clear to point that out. Like, you don't have to be a Catholic. Mm -hmm. They're not the only ones who can perform exorcisms. And yet, how does he dress? Like a Catholic. And then they're playing this very contemporary Christian music. And Bobo the Beaverneck is standing in the front, <laughs> clapping in the most awkward manner. Remember uh, this? This yeah, that, very middle-aged white guy. This I'm hip. I don't quite have rhythm, but, you know, right. I'm into this. But it was very fun to watch. Yeah. I really enjoyed watching him. So uh, for you Christian music fans, it was a song by Mercy Me. <laughs> front row we get joined by kind of the cast and crew of this whole right. enterprise so so who sits down next to us some very pretty young ladies these pretty young teenage gals yeah Brins, savannah, Bryn, savannah and, and tess. okay yeah tess and right. and savannah sits next to me so i'm mm-hmm. on the right and she's right next to me and between us she's got her bible and her cross right they've got like these pewter crosses very solid things if you had to hit an attacker with this oh, it would yeah. definitely give you some some time to oh, run yeah, away would... so yeah we're like, oh this is interesting what's up with these uh you pretty teenage well girls? i didn't think that because i already knew about them ross because oh, i've heard about them before ah. so bubba the beaverneck is famous for having these teenage exorcists uh-huh. who follow him around and they're studying to be exorcists too and it well, doesn't seem like a long term plan because they're two, not going to be teenage forever. Two but, of them are his mm, daughters right? I think just one of them is his daughter. One is his daughter. I think okay. just Bryn, the tall redhead. Ah, okay. So yeah, he had these five girls and if you look up Bobo the Beaverneck online you'll but use see... use Bob Larson his right? real name. <laughs> Bobo the beaver neck. I don't know what that'll get you. You look him up and you'll see like these five young women profiles, but it seems like two of them pretty quickly fell off of this little wagon. 
Yeah, we're kind of curious to know what happened to them. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're sitting down. They're playing the music. And uh, he says, all right, we're going to get this started soon. More people will be coming in. But uh, you know what? We're going to give you time to go buy the book in the back. And uh, it's just $15. And, uh, you know, I can't make you buy it, but you're going to feel real left out if you don't. And uh, so they put on the music and say, oh, sure. So I go back and buy the book. Also, there was a film crew there. Yes. Yeah. From Australia. From Australia. Right? Like, uh, <laughs> we both just looked at each other like, well, that was terrible. Yeah. That's, we both have terrible <laughs> we're, Australian accents. We're very accents. disappointed in ourselves, but really, were we even trying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, well, we mispronounced Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Last episode. Our, yeah. yeah. Well, moving on. True story. If you look up God's Angels mm-hmm. and watch the, the story on the Australian 60 Minutes, you will see myself in mm-hmm. a lot of the footage of that exorcism event. And strangely, I'm sitting right the hell next to you. And, and never I never mean, see you. Except- you can see one tiny, like, quarter of the top of my head and if you freeze just right. But you see me looking, like, very concerned and very serious, which is good. They didn't catch me when I was laughing or anything. Right. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll link to it. We'll link to it on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, definitely. And we actually got to talk to the host of that show at one yes, point. Yes, during and, a break. And we asked him if he believed in demons, and he kind of sized us up, looked us up and down to see how we felt. Well, and he, then... like, very cautiously answered at first. He's like, it's really something, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, we, you know, we're a little skeptical, and, and he, he said, oh, I, I think it's utter bullshit, or something <laughs> like that. So um, we, we knew we had a friend there in the back next to the camera. Well, not that we assumed it was bullshit, but we we had our uh, suspicions. Right, yeah. right. So, so far, Ross, uh-huh. we're at the point where no exorcism has been performed. Right, nothing but yet. But there's a lot of singing. Bob gets up front, tries to get Bob us. Bob with a beaver neck. Tries to get everything going. He's making a bunch of corny jokes. He's he's introducing the film crew and very clearly, you know, trying to play stage friendly uh, mm-hmm. for them. He, he's always like kind of name dropping, trying to I don't mm-hmm. know, find ways to kind of sell himself. Yeah, and he tells us at one point that he was the official spiritual consultant on the yes. devil inside, right. which I promptly went out to see the next day. Oh, you saw it? Yes, I did. That oh. is a terrible movie. I'm not that dedicated to Holy our podcast. Crap. Oh, and they had these. Uh, they had the sign up front that said, "Do what Jesus." did. Yes. And that's kind of the big slogan for their ministry. Of course, a take on what would Jesus do. Sure. And you know what? They've got a point there because Jesus did spend an awful large amount of time casting out demons. That oh, was, for sure. That was a big part of his ministry. Right. Yeah. So he kind of got this thing started. He talks very loudly and very like in very punctuated terms. Mm-hmm. And very good with sound bites. Very good at yeah. like distilling what he has to say into one very punchy sentence. Right. And I think he's rehearsed these and practiced mm-hmm. these and he really oh, has them sure. down. For sure. And, uh, and I'm just amazed that his voice can even work at the end of an evening because he's always talking like this. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was there. I confirm it. And uh, it was funny because uh, you get the sense from the, the teenage gals that he's probably kind of like this doddering father type figure because every now and then he'll say something with real assurance. You know, he's like finishes one sentence, is involved in this planet. And then they all quietly say, battle, battle, <clears throat> battle. Because they know oh, the line right, that he's right. saying. He's been, battle. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they've, they've learned his little spiel. Yeah. Right. Indeed. So, so yeah, what do they do? They brought up some people to have their testimonies, uh, people who had previously had demons 
exercise. And so mm-hmm. they're talking about this one lady who had, you know, she's usually so sweet, but uh, oh my goodness, she was saying such nasty things. Mm-hmm. This really big guy saying, you know, he had, was totally succumbed to the power of this demon and he started speaking in German. And the, <laughs> the teenage girl said, and I don't know if he speaks German. <laughs> <laughs> So then uh, he wanted to size up this audience and see if we had any uh, demons amongst us. And so he was uh, talking about how anybody can do this and we all have to uh, fight demons at whatever level we're at. Anyone can do what? Exercise someone else? Exercise a demon, yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he was saying that uh, any Christian really has that authority. Right. You know. Uh, It could be accidents, illnesses, strange things that have been happening to you, molesting, raping, uh, or I'm sorry, he's talking like this, rejection, (laughs) broken relationships. They manifest themselves in your lives because Satan is attacking you. Just to clarify, he's saying that all of those things can cause a demon to enter you, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Or they, no, they can be symptoms of a demon. Right. But I think also the former, because I know that on his website, it says that Uh, incidents like being raped or, you know, being manipulated in some other way, that that can actually cause a demon to enter you during that event. Oh, right. Because you're sort of so vulnerable at that You're right. He did say that. Which reminds me that also on their clunky website is a quiz! Oh, right. Where you can find out how likely you are to be possessed by a demon, and I took it for ten dollars $10, and it said that I was moderately at risk of being possessed, I believe. Moderately demon-possessed. Yeah. So, um, Let it be said of you that you are moderately <laughs> demon-possessed. Right. And they ask you really personal questions. Yeah. Really personal. Yeah, he yeah. seemed to have no problem just coming out saying, were you raped? Yeah, to all these people. Right. Only to women now that I think about it. But And he's saying that uh, there's these six common strongholds. There's fear. There's anger. There's rejection. Depression. Oh, sorry. I'm not using his voice again. Self-hatred. Abuse. Dopey. <laughs> Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate dwarves. And and yeah, he kept like giving these little like alliterative alternatives. Are you going to be a winner or a whiner? Hmm. Are you a warrior or a wimp? So he starts going around and he wants to find out who has demons in them. He, he's kind of taunting us. He's walking around as we're sitting there and there's just this very awkward moment as he's walking around with his microphone uh, asking us questions. Is there something you want to stop doing but can't stop? Maybe you're just weak. Maybe. And uh, <laughs> and then like he'll stare at somebody. Look at me. Because I guess, you know, that it is the window to the soul. And so that's how we can find out if we have demons in us. Mm -hmm. So this is where I was really conflicted. I don't know if you were like, I was thinking, oh, no, should I? Should I pretend? Oh, yeah, yeah. Should I give him a little bit of the crazy? Yeah, because I was really tempted to start, you know, like jerking my seriously. saying, should I be the demon possessor? No, no, no. I'm just here to observe. Yeah, I wonder how I'd react to just someone with, you know, like a nerve disorder or something. A twitch, yeah, yeah, something like that. I noticed that he appeared to use to me a lot of reverse psychology, telling people what to mm. do by telling them what not to do. Sure. You know, look at me, don't look away. But right. they were looking at him, so it was basically telling them to look away, like that's the role to play, you know, <laughs> right. so that they would look away. Or, you know, they would act like these people needed restraining when they were barely moving. Come on, guys, get in there, grab her. Wait. But then as soon as they started restraining them, they would be flying all over the place. Right, right. Yeah, so he had us all fixating and, like, closing our eyes and thinking about the worst thing that had ever happened to us or that we'd ever done. And then he goes around and uh, 
and kind of yells things with his cross. He's got his cross up. By the power of this cross, you are defeated. You understand me saying defeated? See, my throat's going to hurt just from <laughs> doing a Bob Larson impersonation. Bob of the beaver neck. The authority of Christ. You loose these people. You cannot have them. You cannot keep them. You understand me, Satan? Uh, the strongest one was when he found this gal sitting behind us. Mm -hmm. We'll call her Cynthia because that was her name. Okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect reason. <laughs> so, yeah, he did that exact same thing that you were just mentioning where he, you know, said, like, hold her down. JJ, get ready. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, this this huge man comes up behind this poor young gal and, like, gets her and, in a half and Nelson. And this is a little lady. Maybe a bit tall, but about 100 pounds, Thin. maybe. Yeah, yeah. right. Look at me. Open your eyes and look at me. Look at me. Get ready, JJ. Get ready. Get ready! Come on, Rafa, get over here, quick! Resist you by the blood of Christ! She had like the fake eyelashes on, mm -hmm. and, and then, yeah, she's real dressed up to go to an exorcism meeting. <laughs> yeah, she's looking pretty good there, and uh, really strange because there seems to be this huge focus on race, and so immediately, yeah. they wanted to know, you know, like what's your ancestry? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which now that I think about it, is a really funny thing to shout at someone, isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, she immediately was already yelling like. Right. So finally she said And that, she spat on him too. Oh yeah, she spat yeah. Spat in his face. That's right. He had a winner here. Yeah. And so she said that she was uh Mexican and Apache. Uh-huh. He was happy. And so like He <laughs> <laughs> loved that. Yeah, yeah. So he left her there for a bit, like asked a few questions, and then he went around the rim some more. He got one really big burly guy to mm -hmm. like squeal out in this high pitched tone. <sighs> Anyways, like, I think he finally realized that, you know, this is our gal. We want her to be our main person. So mm -hmm. he brought her up in front and uh, made sure that the camera crew could get in. And he was, like, kind of orchestrating everything, you know, like. Come back here, girls. Get in here. Don't get in front of the camera. Stay back so they can get the show. Yeah, he's very much a media whore. Oh, yes. And I, I don't even think he would take offense to us saying that. I think he would happily admit that that's <laughs> sort of part of his evangelatory plan. Yeah. Evangelatory? Evangelical <laughs> plan. There you go. There we go. Be in front of as many eyes as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He was emphasizing that continuously throughout the talk. And yeah, the very first thing he started in was um, asking, Who's the chief? Who is it? Who is the chief spirit? Come on, help me out. Come on, let's take authority here. Who's the chief spirit here? So he wanted to know who this chief spirit is. And Cynthia didn't seem to know what to say. I think she was just lost for words. Mm -hmm. And so she's sitting there kind of writhing with her eyes. Because like, mm, like making kind of, I don't know, almost orgasmic sounds mm -hmm, or something. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of very sexual oh, yeah. sounds. Um, you know, demons do that. So he keeps like pestering her. Like, Who's the spirit? Who's the chief spirit? And so finally she kind of whispers something. <laughs> Who's the chief spirit? What? What did you say? Radishai! Radishai? Huh? Radishai? Where does Radishai come from? From Mexican or the Apache? Answer me! Who is Radishai? Who is Radishai? Answer me! What bloodline? There's a one bloodline we don't know. 
Essek, what bloodline? Radishe, what bloodline? Is Radishe Mexican or Apache? Who's Radishe? What bloodline? <laughs> or is it a bloodline we don't know? Do you think she had what just like, had radishes for dinner? I don't know. Yeah, just, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, I kept kind of picturing like a radish with arms. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that was the demon. But, yeah, finally he'd gotten this name out of her, so he was happy. (laughs) So then he's asking, where's my Bible? I'm going to pierce you with the sword of the Spirit. And so he hits her back with his Bible. What's the bloodline? Here comes the sword of the Spirit. So he keeps repeating this, what bloodline? What bloodline? Mm -hmm. I think she just, like, wasn't sure. Like, what do I answer? She didn't know. She's being asked specific questions. And so she says, we command you. You tell us what bloodline. All of her ancestors. All of her ancestors. Which one? All of them. All of them. And so then he started saying, what does Radishah mean? And what does Radishah mean? You're going to tell me what does Radishah mean? What does it mean? What does Radishah mean? I command you through Christ to tell me what does Radishah mean? What is the name of them? Death! Death. In what language? What language? Get up, Radisha. All the way up, Radisha. Which language? What language? And again, she didn't know what to say. And so he kept just battering her. What language? What language? What language? Whichever fucking one you wanted to be. That's not an answer. And so then someone in the front row had like an iPad and was like clearly trying to look all this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And she said, Hindu. And so then he turns around and he says, you're from Africa? So this would just be, like, the first of many times of him, like, just clearly messing up the information he was getting. Oh, my God. And it's a good thing he had this little crew around him to correct him. She's not responding. So the girls, like, think, oh, we need to do something. So they go, you must obey the man of God. You must obey the man of God. And they, they they would always say this, like, they'd get this glazed look in their eyes, and you could tell they were, like, thinking about dinner or whatever, and then they would snap to attention and be like, oh, I'll obey the man of God. And then back off into La La Land. So then, like, they'd get the audience involved and say, We the people of God agree. So Carrie and I yelled with everybody, We the, we the people, people of God, God agree. agree. And we were really getting into it oh, at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Carrie, wait, wait, this is my favorite, favorite part. <laughs> you're, you're blowing our whole show. You can't tell me it's your favorite moment. Oh. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. All right. How many generations does the spirit go back to China? <laughs> We're getting all these places all over the globe. Right. It's not making any sense whatsoever. She's Mexican and Apache. She's got an Indian spirit from Africa. <laughs> no. <laughs> China, and he wants to know how many generations, because apparently these demons, like, stay with a family. Oh, right, yeah, so just just to clarify, in case anyone has had trouble following this, which I don't blame you, um, (laughs) the demons will sometimes, like, you know, come into a particular individual, but then her progeny will continue to have the demon if uh, he or she is not exercised. Right, so you may have a demon that you were born with. Right, exactly. exactly. Just like HPV. Very kind. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, communicable. So, so I love this. So he asks her, and she's just kind of squirming for a bit. You know, like mm, he's right. like, "Tell me how and many she's, generations." She's buying time at yeah, this point. Right. She's, like, she's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> how, how many? How many generations? So finally, 
command you through Christ, you tell me how many generations? Give me my Bible. Spirit, I take the sword of the Spirit and I'm going to pierce you with it. You got that? I'm going to pierce you with it. I asked a question, how many generations? How many? I command you, you want the sword of the Spirit again? How many generations? How many? How many? How many generations? How many? Six thousand! Seven? Sixty? Well, let's get a let's get a straight answer here, Spirit. Get your head up and look at me, Spirit. Thousand. Six thousand. Six thousand. He's like, you know, hoping like they'll just have not noticed that she just right. yelled six thousand. Right. Because Be- Because, you know, he probably <laughs> believes that the earth itself is like six thousand years old. Right. So right. how could you have six thousand generations? Oh, yeah. In the scientific view of the age of the earth, six thousand generations takes you back to, you know, something you would still call a homo sapiens. We could still mate with him or her. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, clearly this didn't fit with his theology. So he's saying, why are you lying to me? Uh (laughs) Tell me, how many generations? You know, you you can just tell she's thinking like, oh crap, that's not the number he was looking for. That's not the right answer. Okay. 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 So what does she say? She says, 17,000. <laughs> She's like, oh, he must have wanted more generations. <laughs> but she has clearly gone the wrong way. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so you and I start laughing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can't hold it in at this point. And then he like, I don't know if this was the moment, but at some moment he turned and looked at us like, okay, okay, I get it. That's too many. Calm it down. <laughs> right, science kids. Right. So yeah, he's like, why are you lying to me? Spirit? Well, perhaps it's intergenerational or transgenerational. And then makes a, you know, uses his hand to indicate a horizontal yeah, line. Yeah, right. Not vertical movement. is the entire point of a generation is that it's vertical. Right. There's no other definition to that word. It's a, so, yeah, he's kind of muttering that, oh, it could be uh, intergenerational, transgenerational, everything. <laughs> just, like, or maybe it's hypergenerational. Prefixes. Yeah, right. Just some prefixes, I know. It's a-generational. <laughs> it's quasi-generational. <laughs> So, yeah, so she he's not happy with that. So he starts kind of, I think, feeding her like a number. And finally, mm-hmm. he gets her to say seven. And mm-hmm. he's happy with that. Seven generations. Yeah, like, okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> oh, goodness. And still a long time ago. All right. And then he keeps doing that with the name, too. Like, he keeps changing the name. So he would start saying, <laughs> Because this immediate game of telephone, like, way too fast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can imagine if he was by himself. Rashada. Rashada. And, yeah. and the girl's like, uh, Radishay. Radishay. Yeah, was but it they Radishay? start saying, it was Radishay to begin with, oh, and then, then they, they start, start telling Radishay. Okay. So that becomes its new name. Possibly because they're thinking of the Radisson Hotel. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, the lady with the iPad had looked up some name, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, it's so-and-so. And maybe that was Rashada or something, but mm-hmm. it was like a name that sounded kind of similar. Right. But this is moving all over the place, and you would think this demon knows its own name. It's like, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but he wants to address it by his name. That's right. very important. And he, he looks over at the iPad. They bring it up to him. He's reading it. Oh, so y- you were once a king who was human, like to torture people before, before killing. you killed them. And you saw it dawn on him that this was gold, that yes. he had hit the most amazing coincidence ever. The film crews are going to love yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, yeah, he kept yelling Rashada, and then the, like, the, the teenagers would correct him. And, oh, it was just it was embarrassing. <laughs> 
Then he starts asking, do you have legal authority? Yes or no? I don't blame her then for kind of squirming and not knowing what to say. Because yeah. we're going, legal authority? What? Right. What is that? And he kept using that term throughout the night. So apparently that was his way of saying, like, authority over this body. Somehow. Right, right. That, like, the demon does or doesn't own the person. And presumably if they were saved by Jesus, then then the demon yeah, doesn't have the no right authority. to be there. Right. I think. I don't know. It's just a confusing term. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cut it out, Bobo. Don't use that. Use a different term. He wanted to know why the demon was there, and she said, no one wanted her. So he said, ah, oh, rejection. So he had, like, discovered what right. this, this vector was. And then turned to her mother, who was also in the audience. Yes. Has she experienced a lot of rejection? And the mother mm. said, yes, she was conceived by rape. I don't really know why that equals rejection. Why does being conceived by rape equal rejection? No, I don't know. It was a night of non sequiturs. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, both obviously horrible concepts, but yeah, right. uh, <laughs> don't see the connection, per se. Right, and this gives you the idea of, like, just the really personal, uncomfortable things that yeah. they're throwing out there. Uh-huh. You kind of waver between being interested in this whole pageant and feeling really uncomfortable. Right. Like, oh, this, like how do I properly react assuming these stories are all true which is also all over the place yeah 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 uh so yeah he went into this whole cycle of like having her repeat things after him and so he would say something and she'd repeat it and then he'd say something and he'd repeat it and he'd be talking to the demon then he'd be talking to her and uh and then she wanted to play along and i would be like oh come on just do what he says right (laughs) come on we're we're 45 minutes into this now (laughs) it's painful (laughs) it was not a clean ending because you kept thinking like oh good the demons cast out and then like she'd start yelling again yeah and you're like when does this happen exactly stop it yeah Yeah. like okay is she clean because now she's yelling again and so like we we'd already clap for her her, and then, like, she's yelling again, like, what is going on? And yeah. so, like, they Monologue's launch, not over. They launch into this whole thing again. So, yeah, it took a long time. Yeah, it's like, it's like those classic jokes you see of, like, the Hamlet who won't die. Or, you know, like the bad, the bad community theater actor who, like, continues stumbling across the stage He's with got a all knife the arrows in his chest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In his chest, in his chest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Now she was going to uh, get married to this guy and give the girl a good home and raise her to fear God. And... So we're talking about three generations now. We're talking about three generations yeah. now. The, so there's the mother of this young woman in the audience. There's the young woman herself. And then she herself has a child, right? Yes. Okay. Right. And like one of the very first things he did, it's very nice of him, is he jumped in to say, like, I cut your connection to the next generation. So mm, he was right. isolating this child. So this child was no longer belonging to this demon. So <laughs> Right on, Bobo. He established that right away. Yeah. And then he focused on trying to get her married to the baby daddy right and making sure that they're all one happy christian family Mm. and and he also said you're gonna need a lot of healing work my team will be here today and tomorrow (laughs) right seemed like a little subtle sales pitch yeah yeah to to his uh current subject and oh who's great at one point like he um i don't know he just loved throwing out these names he's like i sense quetzalcoatl quetzalcoatl are you in there and i sense lucifer and i sense Jezebel. Oh, he loves Jezebel. Jezebel. And I don't mean the feminist website. 
the actual Jezebel. Right. And um, From the Old Testament. And I am a subscriber to Bob Larson's newsletter, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite things. And he blogs. That's one where you subscribe and I don't. Yeah. Well, mm. it's so good, Ross. It's you so send good. It but to I me. send you the best ones. Yes. Because there's you. a lot of them. But he quote unquote blogs in the newsletter. He calls it his blog, but it's a newsletter, so that's <laughs> not quite right. But. Uh-huh. And he blames every freaking thing on Jezebel. He just, whoo. And it's always something, it's always basically like this woman's siren song to someone. So mm. Jezebel is responsible. Mm-hmm. So the Petraeus affair, he pretty much oh, entirely yeah. blames on the woman and then said, but it's because of Jezebel. Right. And uh, and then like at the very end, like he wants to take a picture with her and the teenage angels and stuff. Right. So he gets a bunch of pictures. And- right. No, this is the best. Oh, no, I'm blowing it too. <laughs> this is the best thing is like after they exercise demons they make the person who was exercised stand up there with them hold out a cross and smile for the camera and then like the whole room falls silent while they take like six pictures of her smiling it's so awkward (laughs) oh you know we should also mention this whole spectacular event is free Yes. So if you yes. want to go see Bob Larson, of course, you will be pressured to give money. But Big time. But technically speaking, it is a free event. Yeah? Yeah. So he did this whole financial pitch kind of after he was done with the demon. So he said, now we need to keep doing this. And we've got an opportunity coming up in Brazil. And uh, we'll be seen before 35 million people. So he's wanting us to immediately write out a check. I need you here for just two minutes. And I don't want anybody to get up or go to the bathroom. But if you can just give a gift of $500 or $1,000, $100 or more, and you can take home one of these crosses. And he holds up. They've got a bunch of copies of this kind of pewter looking cross. Right. And so you can buy one for $100, and he'll anoint it for you uh, and uh, take a picture with you and the cross up front. But we didn't do it. We didn't do it. I was was tempted. Were you? Yeah. We we didn't say it. This was a long time ago. Yeah. You know. uh, We've been sitting on this We have for a specific reason that we'll get into at the end here. But yeah, yeah. This Um, actually happened. uh, We're recording this podcast in November, and this happened in January of this year, 2012. So we didn't have as many donor dollars back then. I think we were were trying to be judicious. So we do not own a Bob Larson crucifix. I don't think I would have felt comfortable giving Bob Larson $100 anyway. Good point. Yeah. Even for that very handsome cross. And for a very handsome man. (laughs) Right. Let's add that Bob Larson... Oh, my God. Bobo the Beaverneck appears. (laughs) Oh, I thought you lost that. Okay. (laughs) Appears to have had a very serious facelift. And I think hair plugs. plugs, Yeah. Yeah, There's some stuff going on there. Go Google him. But yeah, again, you're going to have to say Bob Larson because the internet hasn't caught up with Bobo the Beaverneck. It will. Give it time. Could someone, hey, 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 listeners, can someone please make (laughs) some sort of name or something? (laughs) Sure. Well, I was just going to say, I'm not, I'm not very handy with the old Photoshop, but I would love an image of Bobo the Beaverneck. Um, I, I'm going to let them have free reign, whatever they want to make. Use but your artistic I, license. I would like something that indicates Bubba the Beaverneck. I spent 15 bucks, and I have a copy of Demon Proofing Prayers. That's and, his book. And, and you know, he said we'd feel left out if we did not have the book, and I think he was right. Because many times he had us, like, read out of the book. My favorite thing about your book, Ross, yes. is that on the back, where there are quotes... Yes. From critics, supporters, whatnot. Uh-huh. Here is one of the quotes. Okay. Mm-mm. The devil is ugly. Evil is ugly. When you get to what I call pure extreme evil, it's not going to be pretty. Now, who do you think said that? The New York Times. 
quoting Bob Larson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Goodness. Uh, then he wanted us to all break up into these small prayer groups you could go around and be prayed for. Presumably, you know, maybe have demons dealt with. So, And I had printed out my quiz that said I was at moderate risk of being possessed, which people can go and take at demontest.com if they like. But it is $10 that mm-hmm. you're giving to Bob Larson. So I printed that out and we brought it up to one of the young women. We brought it up to Savannah. She um, she looked at it and she she said, oh, you know, this is all alarming. And then she started asking about specific questions that I had answered um, in the positive. Then was asking me like really personal questions about my personal history. And this is all with like people around you in very close quarters. Yeah, yeah. As I was talking to her, she she suddenly said, I saw something. I saw something. Oh in there. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and I was like, like in it, your eyes. Yeah, she had these like very big eyes, and she's just staring at Carrie the whole time, yeah. very intently. And she would suddenly, like, when she thought she spotted a demon in me, her eyes would just suddenly turn to hatred. I mean, it was actually Whoa. kind of scary. Yeah. yeah, just like, oh shit, she hates me now. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm talking, I'm like, oh well, you know, uh, childhood was rough. You know, just sort of like. And going through this this list that she's making me go through, she'd suddenly say, like, who are you? <laughs> and then I'd say, uh, Carrie? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then she, she'd say, okay, you, you know, thought you I saw something. You weren't taking the bait. <laughs> <laughs> and then we keep having the conversation. Hatred in her eyes. Who are you? <laughs> so she kept doing that, and I kept right. telling her my name. She thrust her Bible into my chest cavity at one point. Yeah, you got to watch out for their Bibles. They will thump you with them. Yeah. And there was, I wish we had video of it. There was just this wonderful moment where she, like, thrust the, the Bible into my chest cavity. And I just sort of clunk my head down and look at it and look <laughs> back up at her. And she's like, okay, thought I saw something. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't playing along, right? Yeah, well, because I thought for honesty's sake, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's the right thing to do. That's good. So she starts getting more and more frustrated that this demon won't come out and show oh, itself. So, yeah, like, Carrie's done nothing at this point right. except just be Carrie. And so she's like, this is a real tough this one. This is a hard one. <laughs> Oh, and in the meantime, you know, they're having this little conversation back and forth. And behind me, I'm hearing people going like, (laughs) vomit noises. Yeah, and they've got like garbage cans out and people being like pinned to the wall. Lots of vulgarity. And like people's like faces being smushed down on the ground. The camera crew could not be less interested in us because here I'm apparently the hardest exorcism in the room. But I'm just saying. Very recalcitrant demon. And then at one point she wanted to pray. She wanted me to pray. And I think you to pray too with Mm. me. And we all held hands. I'm holding her Bible, I think. And this is one of the moments Mm. where during that prayer, I had this like extreme desire to like just suddenly drop it as if it's a hot potato. (laughs) Just thinking like that would freak her out so much. But I didn't. But yeah, so we, we finish and then she continues to ask me who I am. I continue to tell her my name. And she said... This is one of the hardest exorcisms I have ever attempted. You're going to need an expert. Wow. Yeah. So you still have that demon as far as we know. I guess so. And so then... What is your name? (laughs) Carrie? Oh, I'm just checking. I I thought I (laughs) saw saw something. (laughs) Jezebel! Sorry. As the event was, was ending, I approached Bobo... 
and said, you know, she said I needed an expert, and he seemed completely unconcerned. Really? Yeah, he looked at my quiz, he looked at me, and I felt just kind of like he sized me up, uh, and he was like, eh, you're fine. I'm real tired. Yeah, he was getting tired. Yeah. You could tell. I'm real tired. You seem to kind of have your wits about you. This is not going to be fun. <laughs> Let's move on. Right. So... Carrie, that, mm. that was our experience. Who? It was a good one. Yeah. Now, do you think there will be further adventures with Bubba the Beaverneck? We can only hope so. And, and. Dot, 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 dot. This is the reason that we have sat on this experience for so long. Yes. These, these 10 months. So uh, I'm actually in contact with the Teenage Exorcists and and let them know that I would like to become a young exorcist anyway. There we go. So fingers crossed, but we'll let you know next episode if there is an update. So sometimes kind souls give money to us to keep this operation going. Something no. possesses them. Oh, oh <laughs> to... to give their possessions to us. Yes. Oh. They say to themselves, Sharon, I really value this show. All of our donors are named Sharon. Sharon. Okay. Um, I really value this show. I can't imagine showing up to these things myself. I am so glad that someone else does it so I don't have to. Yes. Here is where we thank our friend, and we don't know this guy. I say our friend because he is quite the supporter. Yes. Martin Dempsey of Surrey, UK. And... Jeffrey Clark from Campbell, California. A woo, Jeffrey. Woo, Jeffrey. I'm going to try to tone down my woos. I keep hearing that we, oh, break, yeah. we break the audio barrier when yeah, we they... woo. And Jonathan Graber from Goshen, Indiana. Thank you, Jonathan. A woo. No, don't do it. Just, well, I'm just, just trying to... Ugh, whatever. Right. James Walker from San Diego, California. Hey! James. Alexander Medina from Huntington Beach, California. Thank you. Alexander. And also Nathaniel Miller from Portsmouth, Virginia. Woo! I think they pronounce it Portsmouth, no? Portsmouth, Virginia. No, they probably do. That makes sense. Like Dartmouth. Right. Sean Whirl from Boise, Idaho. Now, Sean. Sean requested a limerick, but <laughs> do we do the limericks anymore, well, we've Ross? Got, we've gotten feedback. People are like, cut it out with the limericks on air. Yeah. So we haven't done that for a while. So We'll send you one. We'll, we'll make you a special one, though, Sean. We'll email it to you. Paulette Platt from Taylorsville, Utah. Woo, Paulette. Uh, Mark Johnson from Placentia, California. Mark Johnson! Woo! Buddy of ours. Very generous. Thank you, Mark. Joshua M. Gazelt from Bayside, New York. Hey, Thank Joshua. you, Joshua. Stuart Young from Worcestershire, United Kingdom. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Matt Chapman from Santa Monica, California. And we need to say a word about Matt Chapman because... Mm -hmm. Not only is he our friend, but he is our trivia companion. Yes. We have applied with Matt mm -hmm. for the American Bible Challenge. Mm -hmm. A Bible knowledge trivia game show. Hosted on the Game Show Network by Jeff Foxworthy. Mm -hmm. Let's hope that we get on the show. I think we got a good chance. Yeah. And uh, we can't tell you any more than that. But, no, we can't. Uh, Matt bought us a fantastic meal. Yes, and, uh, he did. And we need to thank Luis Reynoso from Alexandria, Virginia. Thank you, Louise. Lesla Kopek from Poland. Thank you. Lesla. And Nicole Harris from Richmond, Virginia. Woo, Nicole. And she's uh, very funny and very nice. I see her on Facebook all the time, but have never met her in person. All right. And Michael Schiavone from West Hollywood, California. Michael, thank you very much. So, 
Ross, is it? That's my name. You have met Bubba the Beaverneck in person. Yeah. You have have seen me exercised. You have met (laughs) teenage exorcists. You have followed around Bobo and tried to take a picture with him for a good (laughs) half an hour. Right. Looking back over this whole experience. Mm Mm-hmm. What would you say is your pseudoscience rating on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 uh, is something uh, like uh, out of this world ridiculous, like your whole uh, person is made of goat sperm? Goat sperm? I know. The sperm what? of a goat. Oh, my, where are you? Oh. <laughs> and one, one is something completely scientific, like uh, the theory of um, – no, the theory of evolution. Oh, whoa. Pulling out the big guns. Yeah. Yeah, this is completely outside the realm of science. I think mm-hmm. uh, okay. you know, what what they are doing there would not fall under the realm of scientific inquiry. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to give it a very high rating because I feel like uh, it could use some more science. I think a lot of things that used to be attributed to demons in the time of Jesus mm-hmm. and even thereafter are now very well explained mm. um, in the world of disease, both Mm -hmm. mental and physical. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot more science could be brought to bear in the minds of uh, the people that we met. So I'm going to give it an eight. That is a great point, Ross. And listening to you think that through completely changed what I was going to say, because I was thinking Mm -hmm. um, "Eh, it's not that pseudoscience-y because... You know, it's not necessarily fighting science in any way. You right. know, it's just sort of there. And yeah, there's no evidence for it. But it's not really, like I say, biting back. But I hadn't thought about its origin is mm. clearly just a misunderstanding of the way the human mind works or the human body works. Right. Well, I shouldn't say clearly, but that's my inclination. Right. Um, so I'm going to go right up there with you. I'm going to join you at eight. How about Holla. Yeah. Well, then, Carrie, then what would you give this on a pocket drainer value? How expensive do you think this is? Wear 10 is something incredibly expensive, like sending a large crew to Brazil. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, one would be something very affordable, like being anointed by oil for free. Well, that's okay. Well, um, having seen only what we saw, I would say uh, maybe a two because you are sort of pressured, but Mm -hmm. uh, it was easy enough to resist. It was no big deal. I will say this is one of those places where it seems like it would be easy to get into a manipulative relationship, yeah. you know, where you uh, are paying him for personal sessions and whatnot, but we didn't see that, so I'm not going to say it's there or not there. I did see some interesting videos of him when I was researching him of his his huge house. Financials, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're right. We didn't necessarily experience any of that ourselves, but we did see the pressure that was applied and the many opportunities that he was providing and kind of tying to feelings of guilt or, right. you know, being effective for the Lord. So, you know what's effective for the Lord is donating to Ono, Ross, and Curry. So I've, I'll give, give it a little higher than that. I'll say four. All right. Ross. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Oh, Finally. Every episode we do this creepiness rating. And I think when we started the show, we thought, yeah, creepiness, that'll be fun. But, you know, we're not usually creeped out by most of these things. Yeah. But, here but we, this is the moment we've been waiting for. Exorcism on a creepiness <laughs> scale where one is something in, not creepy at all. Like, you go to Barnes & Noble, uh-huh. you buy a nook, the guy behind the counter says... Have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? You say no. He says, me neither. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right. And then 10 is something very creepy, like you go to Barnes & Noble, uh-huh. you buy a nook. 
guy says, have you read Fifty Shades of Grey? I can picture it. You say no. He says, do you want to live it? Whoa. <laughs> All right. You know, I'm always like, I don't know how it always falls to you to come up with a creepiness scale, but I'm always <laughs> really creeped out and scared just to <laughs> know what will come out of your mind. Oh, thank you, Ross. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so I'm going to say like... One is not the score I would give it. Mm, <laughs> I'm okay. going to give it much higher than that. I'm going to say this one tops out somewhere around, oh, hell, nine. Yeah. Yeah, this is all kinds of creepy. If you, oh, want, yeah. if you want creepy, it's exorcism because you've got people making weird barking noises <laughs> and retching noises and yelling and screaming, fuck you. And you're just wondering what the hell is going on oh, here. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just psychology, there's some freaky ass psychology going on. Yeah. And then just the mythology attached to it. The oh. idea of demons. Oh, That's about yeah. as creepy as it gets. Yeah. Someone else taking control of your body for it, evil. Come and it, on. And it might be Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> Or loser or Jezebel. Radishé? <laughs> yeah, a large radish or a rashada? You don't even or know. Or the radisson? I don't know, but it sounds bad. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I'm going to say 10 just because I feel like this is the standard. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing what that can is get the creepiest. More creepy than yeah. this? Okay, so, right. so we may do creepier things in the future, but still, this is yeah. some creepy ass shit. I have to ask you, what would you give this on a danger rating? Mm. How dangerous is exorcism on a scale of one to ten say where ten is something incredibly dangerous like a teenager swinging a heavy metal cross at your head oh, oh at my head at Yikes. your head don't want it or one is something uh not very dangerous at all like watching an episode of a tv show and hearing a robot say danger will robinson <laughs> you're right that's i don't i'm not even scared right now right uh, you know, I would be a little concerned about this whole enterprise because, like we said, you might think you have a problem that's attributable to demons that's actually attributable to a medical condition. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. You know, we all have heard the stories about the epileptic kids who get exorcisms and they just need help with their yeah. epilepsy. Or maybe you just need, you know, like some time with the psychologist yeah exactly so that worries me a little bit on the other hand i really felt like mostly i was just watching a fantastic display of histrionics and everyone left happy <laughs> right snugly in the middle at like a five okay oh i'm gonna put a little north of that i'll say okay. 6.5 all right just because yeah I, th I think there's a lot of potential danger mm -hmm. just in that kind of worldview um you know we didn't determine in this if there are demons or not but mm -hmm. I think there are healthier ways to attack one's problems in life, and we all have them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I, I think falling prey to that kind of very convincing sort of thing that, you know, both of us have experienced before in our lives, like thinking that that's real. Yeah. Um, totally misses, uh, I would say, uh, I think the, the point of, you know, where these problems are coming from. Since it affects everybody and it's, I think, wrongheaded, I think it's dangerous. Yeah, fair. And, you know, we should also differentiate between the typical exorcism you might see here in the States and an exorcism in other countries. I know that, you know, yeah. the, in Africa, for example, is is plagued with uh, witch accusations. And, yes. And uh, where people get murdered. Right. And exorcism and likewise exorcisms. And um, Bob even said totally at, at one matter. point, he's like, I've traveled to 100 different countries and. Everywhere else, people, you know, are just willing to accept exorcism. It's a lot harder in the U.S. Mm. Yeah, which I find a little doubtful. I doubt mm. that, like, the Scandinavian countries would... <laughs> in Canada. So, Ross. 
Hey. You blew your load a little bit, I did. but maybe you've changed your mind as you've reviewed the whole experience. What was your favorite moment? Oh my goodness, it's still the generations thing. <laughs> um, that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. When he, he's he's clearly wanting a different answer and changing it as she's saying it and kind of refusing to listen to what <laughs> what the girls are telling him uh, and just trying to work through the logic of it. Yeah, I love that moment. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Though mm-hmm. I gotta say, also the expressions that a Savannah was giving you, our young teenage exorcist, mm. just like the look she was giving you with her eyes is just so funny. Smugness, like right, right. she's this young girl and she just knows she's right about everything. Yeah. yeah, and just those looks she'd give you. I had a hard time not laughing. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you on, on your favorite moment, but just to add a couple to the mix, yes. um, I would also say this moment where <laughs> Bobo the Beaverneck was very seriously um, saying, like, everyone say it with me, tell this demon to go, and you said, shoo! Awesome. Those are pretty good moments. So, Ross. Yes. Let's say I am an avid Ono Ross and Carrie listener, or the partner, or friend, or sister, or brother, or cousin, or aunt, or uncle of mm-hmm. an avid Ono mm-hmm. Ross and Carrie fan. And it is December 1st. Yes. And I am listening to this episode and I'm thinking, what the hell am I going to get them for the holidays? Yes. Ooh, what? So difficult. Might be the perfect stocking stuffer that actually takes no. No room up in the stocking, so you can put an orange there. Yeah, and, you know, it doesn't require any extra work from Santa. You know, I think mm-hmm. a donation to Ono, Ross, and Carrie in the mm. name of that loved one. Mm. You're so right. Yes. You're so right. It would warm the cockles of their wintry hearts. And and I will say, if you donate and it's for someone's holiday gift, you can say on your donation, please give a month late Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah or whatever to Candace, and we will. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Or Newton Miss. So, anyway, the point is, give us money, because otherwise we can't keep doing the show, and we want to keep doing the show. We've got so many exciting things planned. We really do. We really do. We have too many. We have, guys, guys, we have this master list of investigations that we want to do that (laughs) one time we said, okay, if we did one a month, how long do we have? And we had over six Six years years. (laughs) of investigations. So, hey, give us money so we can keep doing it. We love doing it. So that's it for our show. Our producer is Ian Kramer. And our lovely theme music was written by Brian Keith Dalton of Mr. Deity fame. Uh, go to MrDeity.com. And if you haven't been there before, my goodness, you need to watch those videos. They are awesome, hilarious. I am a supporter of that show. And Carrie is a, an occasional fixture on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a cast member, motherfucker. And do you cast out demons? Ah! Shit! <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Mr. Deity, Brian Keith Dalton, has been such an important figure in our lives in so many ways. He's a good friend of ours and a very big supporter of the show, and it's so, a good moment to thank him for all of his yeah, support. Yeah, we always mention him casually at the end of our shows, but really, do go check out MrDeity.com. Yep. So you can find us on the web at onopodcast.com or facebook.com slash onrack. That's O-N-R-A-C. And be sure to check out our photos by liking us. But before we go, 
Now, every time it says, I am a warrior, I want you to shout it out. <coughs> Say it with enthusiasm. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I am a warrior. Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Bible is my code of conduct. The Word of God is my weapon of warfare. I am a warrior. I volunteered to serve and enlisted for eternity. I will not get out or sell out. I am faithful and reliable. I am a warrior. I do not need to be pampered. No one has to encourage me. I salute my king and obey his orders. I am a warrior. Disappointment will not turn me aside. A loss will not make me quit. I am more than a conqueror through Christ. I am a warrior.